Welcome to the podcast series, Small Business Survival Conversations. Through our weekly conversations, we hope to provide you with strategies and insights, knowledge and expertise to enlighten you as you work to build and grow your business. Here are your hosts, Anna Steinfest and Dr. Michael Troyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Small Business Survival Conversations. I'm Michael Troyer, and I'm here with my colleague, Anna Steinfest. Hello, Anna. Hello, everyone. We are blessed this morning to have a colleague of ours and someone with a lot of experience that we can draw on for you small business owners. His name is Lenny Chefschick, and he was the owner of PTI Transport. That stands for Paper Transport Incorporated. Uh, You're the founder, right, Lenny, I believe? I'm one of the founders, yes. One of the founders, and he believes that the purpose of PTI was to build a great place to work where outstanding people could deliver. And uh, I'm going to go from there and and maybe start with some of our questions, but we're, again, really pleased to have you with us today, Lenny. I'm happy to be here. We both keep learning from you. As you look back on your career, and you might even just give us a little flavor of, I don't presume you started PTI at age 14, so there must have been some business experience that came before that. What was some of that? Well, actually, I graduated from high school. I went to a UW-Stevens Point for one year, and a couple of reasons I didn't go back. And my first job in my work career was in a packing house. And I decided I didn't want to do that very long. My second job was in a cheese factory, and I had the same result there. And the next job I had was for 20 years with a company called Shade Information Systems. It was a company that made computer printout paper. It's the stuff that folds back and forth in the box or do pin feed holes up the side for dot matrix printers. It became obsolete in the mid-90s. But I was hired there in 1968. I was a 13-person hired in the company. We were relatively small. My job was to be take care of shipping and receiving in the warehouse. So I would receive our raw materials. I would un- unload them from the truck when they came in, put them in an orderly arrangement in the warehouse so they could be found when they wanted to use them to, to make the computer paper. And then when we had finished products ready to ship, I would call the carrier and they'd come in and I would load the trucks. 18 years later, there was 450 people in the company. We had, besides a very larger converting plant in Green Bay, we had another converting plant in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I was responsible for transportation and distribution. I had about 15 people in the office that reported to me. We were running a 45 truck private fleet delivering truckloads of computer printout paper to a network of 42 distribution centers across the country. You could order a box of paper for your computer printout purposes by noon today and get it tomorrow almost anywhere in the country. And we were doing that in the late 70s, so it was way ahead of its time in terms of the distribution system. And I had a number of friends in the area who were traffic managers who helped me come up with the idea and then the methods of getting that in place. The problem I had at that point was I had kind of outgrown my organizational skills and leadership ability. I understand today why you would bother to go to college for all four years and develop some of those things. Just about everything that could go wrong was going wrong. It's kind of a crazy story, but I was given authorization to hire somebody to help me manage that function. And I hired Craig Dickman. 
Craig was 25, I was 39-ish, hired him from Schneider. I brought him in, put him in charge. I kind of went and hid in my office for the next six months. He straightened everything out. I maintained a support role to him the rest of the time that I was at Shade. Uh, Two years later, in 1988, Bob Shade, the founder and owner of that business, made a decision to sell the business. The new owner didn't want trucks. And it was what I liked best. So I took severance and left. I did consulting for two years. And in February of 1990, my wife, Joan, and I, and another couple, Roger and Amy Grimsley, Grimsley started Paper Transport. We started with three trucks and four employees. We well, you eventually brought Craig into that business with you, I think, didn't you? Yes. yes. In 1990, we started with three trucks and four employees. We grew at about 10 trucks per year until about 1999. We had about 85 trucks and 110 people. And when I was reviewing the financials with the Grimsleys and my wife in 99, I ordered them to stop growing the company because I had outgrown my organizational skills and leadership ability again. I spent the next two years recruiting and then hiring Craig Dickman, who joined us in September of 01. Uh, he took over the leadership role. I assumed a support role to him the rest of the time that I was at Paper Transport. And I actually stayed there until I retired in July of 2017, after 27 years with the company. By the time I retired, we had grown to 800 trucks and a little over 800 trucks and a little over 1,000 people. The other thing that we did was we had transferred the ownership of the company to the management team, which would give it a much better chance of staying in Green Bay, which is what we wanted. And several years earlier, we had bought the Grimsleys out. So they retired several years before we did. But anyway, that's pretty much what I did until I retired. You're obviously, Lenny, a self-made person in terms of the experience you went through. And one of the things I, I would hope our listeners hear is that it isn't the education that you have. It's what you learn from what you do that, that helps you grow. And and we, particularly for entrepreneurs, we all have to understand that. We have to go through some some challenges to, to learn what we need to know. We hope our podcast is helping speed that up. But that's the value of having you here today to say that that's one of the ways you, you build a business. Look at the size of it when you uh, retired versus when you began. You're very self-deprecating, but you have a lot of knowledge nonetheless. That Well, I'd like to comment about that. I was fortunate enough to go to work for a guy like Bob Shade, who, when he hired someone, he would give them the responsibility, authority, and accountability, along with the resources, support, and the motivation to effectively do the job. And then he stayed out of your way. He allowed you to operate and function. And that was very big for me. And we tried very hard. And I think we were very successful in doing that also at Paper Transport. I think also the number of entrepreneurs that Bob Shade spun out of uh, Shade Information Systems. It's, I mean, you're one of many who created businesses in Green Bay. No no question. No, no question at all. Yes. Of, of all those experiences you had, uh, what what do you consider the most challenging experience uh, that that you learned from in those many years of doing things? The big broad question, too. I apologize. A couple important principles about trying to run a 
small business, but I think this applies to any business. I don't care what, how big you are. First of all, I think you need to treat everyone you deal with with dignity and respect. While you're establishing relationships with everybody you need to be with you and working with you to run a business, you'll, you'll get a whole bunch more out of people when that's how they're dealt with. The second thing is somebody in the business has to understand how, how a business works and what makes it work besides having a very good service or a very good product. Many people start a business with an extremely good product or service, but they don't understand things like finance, accounting, cash flow, tax reporting, and all the other things that you need, depending on your business, like the trucking business has the regulatory agencies that you have to deal with effectively, insurance and so on. But the biggest one is cash flow. Many people receive monies and all of a sudden have quite a bit of money in savings or in the checking account. And they don't think about that balloon payment they might have coming up. Like at Paper Transport annually, January 1st, we have to pay for the licenses. We used to have to pay for the license for the next year. And they were like $2,500 per truck. So if you had 100 trucks, you better have that $25,000 or our trucks don't go on the road January 2nd. Um, and, and so it, it is very important to know that end of what it takes to run a business. So Even if you don't know, you should try learning because you'll be more effective. And, and Lenny, you said it, but you are very good with people also. That is one, I think, of your biggest success. I, you can read people, you can attract people, and you know how I, they I, fit I, in the puzzle. I've been told that, and I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. I work very hard at ne networking with people. I felt that it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I always tried to get people to know me who might be able to help me with something in the future that... I'm going to need help with. And Craig Dickman, I've already described two situations where he did that. I, I feel like he saved my career twice. So those are the two principles that I came up with. And they're good ones. I, I believe strongly in building those relationships. You talk about treating everyone uh, with, with respect. And I think the great resignation has been part because companies haven't been doing that the way you speak to it. You have to be able to recruit, hire, and then maintain talented people. If you can't do that, you're not going anywhere because it's all about people. And, and, and then the thing about it is I would repeat what I said. When you hire someone, the way I was treated at Shade and what we try to do at Paper Transport, you provide them with the responsibility, authority, and accountability along with the resources support and motivation it takes to do this good, a good job and then get out of their way so they can make great things happen for your company. The second thing that I think is a significant challenge today is keeping up with technology. And that really doesn't need an explanation. I think we, every industry, just about anybody who is doing anything has, where, where the technology is today compared to even last year is, significant. And it is very difficult to keep up with that. And in some cases, very costly. So, But I, th I think that's a, that second one too, it really rings a bell with me. If it wasn't for Anna beside me, uh, I can't imagine 10 years ago that I'd be here, here doing podcasts 
and sharing what I know. And it's, it's Anna who's led me and pushed me and <laughs> controlled well, I'm me. I'm, I'm very happy to be involved with it also. It, it It's a lot of fun for me to be part of it. And I, and I really enjoy the. I'm getting to enjoy this more. I This was not something I would have done 10 years ago, I can tell you. We really, really appreciate your feedback and your thoughts, especially I know that you have been very involved with the alumni group, Lenny, helping them and some other roundtable problem solving roundtables. Mm-hmm. And you have brought a lot of thoughts and, and a lot of different angle, how the small businesses should be thinking about the future. And especially right now, we know that we're going in this insert uncertain time ahead. And a lot of the businesses, you know, are scared what's going to happen and how I am going to handle that. Are, are there ways to prepare for all these uncertainties we, we're looking at right now as small business owners, whether it's economic or political or health? You know, we've been through the pandemic. Any thoughts on how we best prepare for those unknowns? I can address... From my experience with paper transport, one of the things we tried to do was to do something as good or better than what other people were able to do. We, Our goal from day one always was to deliver 99% on time or better. It's impossible to deliver 100% on time because there's so many things that can go wrong. So you have some uniqueness. The other thing is don't try to be all things to all people. Try to find a niche that you're really good at and that your people that you are able to re- recruit and hire and maintain are very good at. The other thing we did was we tried to make ourselves as recession-proof as we can. And we've always strived to haul consumer products. Those are products that every one of us have in our homes every day. Tissue, toweling, toilet paper, cleaning products. Uh, products made by uh, Procter & Gamble, Georgia Pacific, uh, Unilever. And though every one of us buy those products on a regular basis, regardless of what's going on in the economy. And that has really helped us because other carriers who are hauling toys and the other things that we don't need when you don't have the money, <laughs> they really suffer. The other thing we did was we tried to get a significant part of our business and long-term contract. With the customer exclusive use of the truck, they buy all the miles. So when they need less transportation, they'll shut other people off before they do us because we have a contract that they use it or lose it. So so there are just some of the things that we did. So you have to find some uniqueness about yourself. Try to find recession-proof things or ways of doing business. Uh, Those are kind of things I think about first. Do you find at this point that uh, you, you miss being in the roles you've been in business or are you enjoying your role now as, as a actually, mentor? Actually, uh, I was in withdrawal for the first six months after I retired. But fortunately, I had a couple of things that I had that helped me through that time. And and now I'm pretty happy with the way things are. I I guess I'm I'm past my drive to, you know, trying to affect what it's doing because the people who are there are just doing such an unbelievable job. I guess at this point, I'd like to talk about the satisfying achievements. And and the obviously the first one was we were able to build a very substantial company that had consistent, significant growth. And the importance of that is if you have 
good, talented people. If you don't continually grow and provide them with more opportunity to grow their careers, they will leave and go someplace else where they can find that. The other thing is we built that company with the quality, with quality characteristics and quality service that has had us be recognized as carrier of the year, year by our customers more than a dozen times. Wow, that's amazing. And in our 23rd year in business in 2013, the Greater Green Bay Chamber of Commerce awarded us the Excellence in Business Award. And uh, that's an annual thing that I don't know if they do that anymore. I, so it's pretty easy to, you know, cite that. The other thing that I feel really good about is all along what we've talked about here, I've been able to maintain a personal life. I'm in my 56th year of coaching high school wrestling. And I've been able to do it at a level that in 2013, they saw fit to induct me into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, and they uh, gave me the Outstanding American Award, which of the 110 people from Wisconsin who are in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, there's only three of us who had that award. And it was, I was given that because of my involvement in wrestling. And I've always been an assistant coach and I would have never gotten into the Hall of Fame just because of that. But I also had a highly successful business career while I was consistently contributing to wrestling. And the other thing that I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I'm extremely proud of is that this spring, Joan and I will celebrate our 56th wedding anniversary. And it was able to keep that all going well. Congratulations. Crazy stuff was going on in my career. Yeah, because sometimes when the business owners, you know, when we get in so much involved and so much uh, looking at our businesses, we forget all these peripheral additional things. I mean, marriage, hey, this is, I mean, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort also. Uh, Giving back to the community what you're doing with the wrestling, Lenny, that is extremely, extremely important also to be like 360 person did you in fact find that 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 commitment to wrestling and to coaching young people really balanced off what you were doing during the day at at pti actually i felt that i was more effective during wrestling season because i was more focused i'm a typical man so i have a tendency when i relax i don't notice anything so you kind of have to run me over with the mac truck when you want to get something across to me so no it's it's been a it's been a, i've got a whole story about the effects of wrestling on my life and um it's made a tremendous difference well i think the points you've given us that we that you've shared with our listeners are, are very valuable points I, I do appreciate your giving thought to what you wanted to share uh, you're another successful entrepreneur and business owner that uh, we have the joy of interviewing and bringing on the air. I don't know if you realize that we we thought this morning, I think we said 12 countries were probably far more countries in the world. You, if you weren't before, you become international. And uh, we have close to 3,000 people who download every podcast we put out there. So oh my goodness. Uh, your reach 
is is even uh, we hope even greater because people need to hear the lessons you shared. So we yeah, thank I'm you. Concerned about what I said. It was all good. I can tell you that. I I uh, I do appreciate. We both appreciate it very much. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you so good. much, Lenny. This has all been right. Lenny Shafchik, uh, who helped to create uh, Paper Transport Incorporated. Uh, prior to, with with lots of business experience prior to that, and we hope uh, all of you who are listening in today have learned a great deal, as as Anna and I have. Thank you much. Thank, Thank you, you, everyone. You've been listening to the Small Business Survival Conversation podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, hook up with us on our Facebook group at Small Business Survival Tools and Tips. Till next time, thank you for listening.